הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתרגנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכני עפר הקדוש ממה שבארץ המה ובבחן לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן עובר מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן וברוך השם הניו סימן לשיחות הר"ן סימן פו סקשן 86 לשיחות הר"ן Let's talk about it. Rabbeinu is going to discuss a few different segulot, different ideas, what a person should do at a wedding. Uh, different things with regard to uh, weddings, different sodot, secrets, uh, advice, uh, different things that Rabbeinu is going to discuss about the inyan of the chatuna, uh, about a wedding. So Rabbeinu is going to mention a ton of different things that we do. Ma shomrim ala chatuna milta didichuta. And before, of course, b'shut Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Nachman, בזכות בתשות צדיקים, ובזכות לשדכן הגדול, of course, רבנו עושה לצדיק האמת, has the ability to create שידוכים. So, בזכות לצדיק האמת, may all those who are single, who are looking for their other half, בעזרת השם, מהשם יתברך גרנדם לזיווג הגון, and their proper שידוך. מה שאומרים על חתונה, מיתא דליחותא, רבנו is going to explain the reasons Why uh, humorous things are said at a wedding. Why we say humorous things and why we make jokes at a wedding. And what do we say before? When we make these humorous things, we say, rise, Allah, to get up. Why? This is coming to teach us, to hint to us, that the woman that he, this man is about to marry rises with her husband. But she does not descend with him. As Badan and the Gemara Ketubot, page 61a, This idea that the woman rides with her husband when he goes down, she does not descend. And this is why we say rise in a humorous way. Allah, in a humorous way. Because she's going to rise with him with every single joyous occasion, every humorous occasion, every good occasion, and every single ple- uh, moment of pleasure. But she does not descend down with him. Because of course the man's job is to keep the wife up while the man... If he needs to descend down to certain places, of course the woman does in certain times as well. But uh, it's a man's job to go there in a sense, of course, with his wife, but almost um, to protect her in a way and to, to go down there alone. Of course, there's much more sodot with regard to what this means. I brought down the Gemara Ketubot. And I'm sure there's a lot more uh, reason for this behind the sod. But nonetheless, the reason why we say Allah, which is rise, In a joyous occasion, in a, in a humorous way, is because she's going to rise with him in any single humorous and good and, and, um, and a good time for this man. But the man does not descend with her. Um, <clears throat> but she did not descend with him, sorry. What is that? Essentially. That, Rabbeinu explains the reason why we cover the bride with a veil. Because the bride, she, she's hinting to us that she's the aspect of Rachel. She symbolizes the concept of Rachel. Rachel is Olenta Shapirta de Lela Enin. It's Badan Zikun Ezoar. It's Badan Zoar Shemot. Page 95a. Uh, that Rachel is the beautiful girl, the beautiful maiden. De Lela Enin that has no eyes. Uh, this is a very big sod. Um, Rabbanu discusses this in many different lessons of Yikutim Oran. The, the source of this is in the Zohar. But very, very deep stuff. Um, Rachel represents the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence. Um, which has no eyes. So we cover the, the bride, which represents Rachel, because she cannot, so that she can't see. Because she's bringing her back 
she'd bring herself back into the stage of the the beautiful maiden which has no eyes. This also is a connote or hints to the idea of the verse which is brought down in Mishle, chapter 25, verse 2. The honor of God is a hidden, is a hidden matter. It's a hidden thing. And we know kavod is malchut. Um, we say kavod malchuto. Uh, that kavod, uh, glory, represents God's malchut kingship. And we know that malchut represents Rachel. That Rachel represents kingship. Uh, or malchut, which is this idea of uh, the queen. So kavod the honor of God is a hidden thing. And of course, if this bride represents um, the kavod, which is hidden, then she too must hide herself. Mashi mashlichen ofin. Lermoz. Okay, Rabenu says, Rabenu is about to give reasons as to why we throw baked goods or baked products at the Khatan. Um, and Rabenu, uh, Rabbi Nathan writes, Lirmoz, dot, 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 to hint to us, and then Chaser, we are missing something. Rabenu didn't finish off what he was saying there. But he continues on another idea with regard to, this, with regard to these baked goods. Meaning Rabenu had something else to say, but that was forgotten or lost. And he continues, The reason why we throw Ofin um, baked goods at the Khatan. It's brought down. And Rabenu puts different verses together, but it's from Yechezkel chapter 1, verse 20. That um, it's not the main, it's not the uh, way it's written over there, but Rabenu uh, is giving us the Kavana. That which the Ruach goes to, in the direction which the Ruach goes to, the Ofanim went with it. In the direction the Ruach went, the Ofanim, these types of angels followed it. So Ofanim is a play on the word Ofin, which means baked goods. Ofanim, these angels have the same Shoresh as Ofin, which is to be baked. And the Chatan represents the Ruach. So where the Chatan goes, the baked goods go. Uh, or where the angel goes. Um, in this case, where the Ruach goes, the angels go. Um, but in the case that we're talking about, where the Chatan goes, um, the baked goods go. So we throw the baked goods at the Chatan. Rabbeinu gives reasons as to why uh, we give money to those dancers at the wedding, which is called Shabbat money. Why, Rabbeinu is going to explain why it's called Shabbat money in the first place and why we give money to the dancers at, the, at a wedding. As it says in Tehilim, that the hosts of angels will whirl and spin, will spin all around. Malchet Vakot, a person might ask, it's Malchet Vakot means the kings of the Malchet Vakot, the king of the hosts. But um, it's brought down in the Gemara, uh, or the kings of hosts. But it's brought down in the Gemara Shabbat, page 68b, that when we say Malchet, we can, Malchet should be said like Malachet, angels, that the hosts of angels we're talking about here, either the group of angels as a whole, or the the head of all the angels. Um, what does it mean to whirl and spin these hosts of angels? This represents the dancers at a wedding. They whirl and spin. And it finishes off at the end of the verse. And she who stays at home will divide the spoils, will divide the treasures. So what does this have to do to each other? The, those who roll and spin represents the dancers at a wedding. Of course, they spin together and they spin their bodies to create a certain dance. But the one who stays at home and divides the spoils, what does that represent? It represents the money, which we call Shabbat, the Shabbat money, that we give, for the, uh, that we give to the dancers at a wedding. 
that they divide the spoils. Um, we're going to see why it's called Shabbat money. Um, just wait till not this paragraph, the paragraph following. The wedding represents the giving of the Torah at Har Sinai. On the day of his wedding, and the day of uh, it finishes off right there, on the day of his heart's rejoicing. Um, what does it mean on the day of his wedding? This is the time when we stood at Har Sinai. When all the Jewish people stood at the foot of Har Sinai to receive the Torah. This is brought down in page 26b, that on the day Chatunato is a reference to the standing of Hasinai. So we see that the wedding represents Hasinai. We see from the Gemara Tanit. And what is Sinai? Sinai has a numerical value of 130, which is the same numerical value as Sulam, which means ladder. So if you take the word Sinai, you have the Samech, which is 60, Yud, which is 10, so that's 70, Nun, which is 50, that's 120 in total, and then Yud, another 10, which is 130. And Sulam also has a numerical value of 130. This is brought down in the Balaturim on uh, Bereshit chapter 28, verse 12. Look at the Balaturim over there. The Balaturim brings um, very famous for his Gematriot. Uchtiv, and it also is written. Look in, um, look, uh, what do you call it? In the verse that we mentioned above, <coughs> about the Sulam, sorry. Um, whenever um, Yaakov had a dream at, in, in Betel, Yaakov had a dream. And um, he had a dream of the ladders go, uh, of the angels running up and down the ladders, which is a reference to the Galut and the Geulah, the, the exile, the redemption, etc. But what did it say over there with regard to the verse when Yaakov slept on uh, in uh, Betel or on Haramoya? Behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Were ascending up the ladder and descending the ladder. What does it mean to ascend and descend on the ladder? These are the dances. That when a person dances, he lifts up his body and he descends his body. He lowers his body. Because this is the way of dancing. To dance, you have to lift and to um, lower your body. To create certain movement. And the reason why we call this money Shabbat money. The reason why this money that we get to the dance is called Shabbat money. Because if we take the acronym of the last three words of the phrase, which means what? As we talked about above, we said that the hosts of angels, they whirl and spin, and he and she who stays at home divides the spoils. So she who stays at home divides the spoils. The one who stays at home should divide the spoils. Um, take the first uh, letters, you have bet, tav, and shin, you have shabbat, shabbat. And what we're talking about here, that the shabbat money is divided to the, the spoils of uh, this this money is divided to all the dancers at a wedding. So, she stayed at home, shall divide the spoils. This is a reference to the dancers who divide, who get this money uh, divided to them. Now, Rabbi explains another idea. That um, the reason why the Khatan uh, gives a Torah discourse at his wedding, as uh, the Chachamim say, in the Gemara Tanit that we saw above, on the day of his wedding, as it brought down in the verse in Shira Shirim, this is a reference to what? This is a reference to the um, to standing at Har Sinai, to the giving of the Torah. To hint, that the wedding is the time when we are giving the Torah, when we are standing at Har Sinai. 
And it's for this reason that he's giving a discourse. And as they say in Yiddish, the reason why they give uh, the Khatan money, which we call discourse gifts, Drasha uh, Gishank, a gift which comes from the Drasha, meaning the reason why we give uh, gifts to the Khatan after his discourse, before, before he goes on the, khat, uh, the Khatuna, Yermoz is to hint, Alita la Maram Shavita Shavi, la Karta Matanob Adam. Rabbeinu doesn't finish out the phrase, but he actually does towards the end. Alita la Maram Shavita Shavi, the reason why we give the Khatan gifts after his Torah lesson is to hint to us this phrase, is the secret behind this phrase. It's brought down you ascended up on high, Shavita Shavi. This is reference to Moshe Rabbeinu. This is speaking about Moshe. That Moshe ascended up on high, Shavita Shavi, and he took captive. What did he take captive? The Torah. Shavita Shavi, you made, you took uh, something captive. So he went up on high and he took something captive. And for this reason, meaning the Chatan now that we're describing, who goes up on high and takes the Torah, who gives the Torah discourse, you shall give gifts to man. As it finished off at the end of the phrase. You, uh, you went up on high, you took captive the Torah, and you took gifts for man. This is reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, but Rabbeinu is explaining it in the context of a wedding. That the Chatan, he gives the Torah discourse, he, took, he takes captive the Torah, and for that reason, he takes gifts from man. Meaning that what? He give, he's given... Uh, Gifts after the, the lesson. This is the secret why we give the uh, gifts to the Khatan after his Drasha. Uh, Rabbeinu goes further and he says, The Torah discourse that the Khatan gives at the day of his wedding, on the day of his wedding, it helps unite couples together, helps unite Zivugim, uh, or creates uh, unifications. Uh, brings couples together, um, specifically him and his, uh, his wife as well. Kemosh Gatuba is brought down um, in the Reshit, um, chapter 28, verse 11, with regard to Yaakov, before he had the dream of the ladder, will it say over there by Yishkaba Makomahu? And he, uh, and he, and he, he uh, dwelt in that place. He, he lied down in that place. Vayishkav is a play on the word Yeshchavbet. There is 22. Which 22? There's 22 Otyot letters. Why? Vayishkav. And he lied down in that place. Vayishkav is a the words. Vayeshchav bet. And there is 22 letters. Meaning what? The 22 letters of the Aleph bet. And uh, it's significant because the source for this is, uh, what do you call it? It's Tikkun Ezor, Tikkun 70, um, page 132b. But funny enough, I was also reading in the Zohar. Today, look at Ashkach Abchatit. Um, that in the Zohar, Parashat Pinchas Raya Mehna, I literally landed on this page today, um, in the daily Seder of the Zohar, that uh, it had this Chidush as well, Vayishkav is Yeshchabet, and it brings it down over there in Parashat Pinchas and the Zohar as well. And incredible stuff, how everything Hashem Yisbarach does when you study Torah is Mamash Ashkacha Pratit, it's complete divine providence. You see the Torah that you study and everything else. And it's, uh, it's incredible, especially when you, you open your eyes with the teaching of Rabbeinu, Hashem Bach opens up all the gates so that uh, everything connects. Uh, and he lied down in the place and he lies down as reference to the 22 letters of the Torah meaning that what he lied down in that place lying down is a reference to um, um, marital relations in many different places and uh, Rabban was saying that the drasha, um, <coughs> this unification uh, sorry this uh, Torah lesson that he, this Khatan is giving 
he uses the 22 letters of the alphabet. And these 20 letter, 22 letters of the alphabet are hem uh, zivug. The drasha that he's giving with these 22 letters are effective to create uh, or to unite couples together. Uh, deep stuff, of course. Ha-priestakes. Shosin bish'ad rekodin. The priestakes is essentially the piece... Um, I think it's whenever a person raises and lowers his body. These movements a person does at the time when he dances. These movements that they do when they dance. The reason why these dancers make certain movements while they're doing these dances is because this is the reference to what it says in the verse. In uh, verse 4 of chapter 46 of Sefer Bereshit, when Hashem Yitbar makes the promise, I think he makes a promise to Yaakov. I will descend with you down to Egypt. And I also promise that I will send up with you. Meaning that what? You will not stay there forever. You will also go up. There will be a redemption. You need to go down. So Rabbeinu says these, this moving down and up that God does by promising the Jewish people that he is going to go down with us to Egypt and also come up is the same movement of the dancers at a wedding. And what's the idea of uh, what does Egypt have to do with the wedding? So Rabbeinu says that the reason why we went down to Egypt in the first place, look in Shar Kabanot and on the Chaga Pesach, Perek Aleph over there, and also look at the Sefer Pchayet Chayim, that Arizal explains that the reason why we went down to Egypt is to rectify and to purify the sparks of the wasted seed of Adam Rishon. That when Adam Rishon, uh, his brother in the Zohar Kadosh, separated from his wife Chava for 130 years, he suffered from nocturnal emissions. And um, in those years where he suffered from nocturnal emissions, um, lots of seed had been wasted and it got reincarnated um, time and time again until they got reincarnated, all those souls which were wasted got reincarnated as the Jews in Egypt. So Yaakov Avinu was meant to rectify the sin. And this is why Yaakov went down after the age of 130 years old um, to go down to Egypt. We know that Yaakov went down to Egypt at the age of 130. Why? Because the 130 years of his life, the first 130 years, was a, a time of suffering for him to rectify the sin of Adam. And only the last 17 years of his life in Egypt were good years uh, because 17 is the numerical value of Tov, the Arizal explains. And uh, Yaakov had rectified the sin of Adam, so he was now in a state of goodness, essentially, of happiness. So the sparks of the wasted seed of Adam Rishon were reincarnated at, reincarnated reincarnated in Egypt and Yaakov saw this he needed to go down to rectify this and start the Galut process the exile so we went into exile to rectify those sparks and then we went up once everything was finished with Hashem's chesed of course and what's the wedding have to do with this the wedding is the rectification and the unification of the Brit Kodesh of the Holy Covenant which represents I will ascend up with you I too will ascend up with you when you go up that this is the idea of the rectification of the Brit, not the, the blemish of the Brit with Adam, but the, the rectification of that sin. The reason why we interrupt the Khatan when he's giving his Torah discourse, this is because we just explained earlier that when the Khatan is giving his Torah discourse, it represents the giving of the Torah of Har Sinai. But um, we interrupt the Khatan. Why? Because at Har Sinai, the Luchot were broken. Um, so, the same is true that at the Torah discourse of the Khatan, we're going to interrupt and to represent, to signify that the Luchot were broken. The reason why the best man of the groom dresses the groom in the kittel, the kittel is uh, 
a garment that the uh, Hasidim, the Ashkenazim, tend to wear. It's a white linen robe that they, that they wear at the Chuppah. The reason for this, we're going to explain here. Um, and why the best man does it. This hints to us the idea that Yosef, when Hashem Ibach makes the promise to Yaakov, why to go down to Egypt? Because he says, and Yosef will place his hands over your eyes. Meaning what? That when you pass away, Yosef will be the one to close your eyes. Meaning your son is going to be the one to um, do this awesome, uh, this incredible thing. And you'll be able to reunite with your son Yosef. Um, we're going to see here. Ki Yosef Yosef represents the best man. Because the best man makes the preparations for the Khatan. And we know that the Khatan, the groom, is represented by Yaakov. For Yaakov represents the... The partzuf, the almost the 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 set of attributes of God, um, <clears throat> represents the partzuf for the the facet of Hashem, which is known as Ze'er and Pin. Um, Ze'er and Pin is the combination essentially, or the um, the combination. It's uh, it's difficult to explain it when it comes to this sort of stuff. It's very deep Kabbalistic ideas, but nonetheless, Yaakov represents Ze'er and Pin. He represents certain uh, a certain type of attribute of Hashem um, the attributes specifically how they um, how they work together from chesed to yesod um, whoever knows this good um, of course this is very deep so even I myself don't understand this at all um, but nonetheless Yosef Hushoshvin Yosef is the best man he represents uh, the one who does the preparations for the chatan and the chatan is Yaakov the kittel which Yaakov wears because we know that Rachel is the kala Yaakov is the chatan as we said above, and the kittel, the garment which Yaakov wears, is beged metim, is a garment of the dead. Look in the Rama in Shulchan Aruch, Chelak Orachayim, Siman, Siman, Taf Reshud, 610. Look at um, section 610 in Orachayim of Shulchan Aruch, the Jewish code of law. Over there, the Rama, uh, in the Haggah, in the notes, in the, um, uh, the Rama writes over there, that the kittel which a chatan wears at his wedding is a beged metim, is a garment of the dead. Why? To, to teach us that what? Um, that um, the chatan on the day of his wedding should remember that he too needs to do teshuvah. He too needs to repent and return to Hashem Ibach. Because the day of the, on the wedding, for the chatan, the chatan is forgiven for all his sins. All his sins are atoned for. But the chatan needs to remember to return to Hashem. And this is why he, remember, he wears the kittel, to remember him that he, he doesn't live in this world forever. And the final uh, sod for the, with regard to the wedding, different the final custom Rabbi mentioned. The reason why we do somersaults at a wedding. This represents that Moshe ascended up when when he went up on Hasinai. And it said that Hashem descended upon the mountain of Hasinai. Moshe went up and Hashem descended. They met together. That what? That those who went, those who were low, went up. And those who were high came down. Hashem who stays in the highest place, in the highest abodes, in the highest of uh, abodes, descends. And Moshe, who is in this physical world, goes up. And they meet. And this is the idea of doing somersaults. Where your head goes to the feet, and the feet go to the head. And the flipping is this idea that the low goes high and the high goes low. Baruch Hashem, we, that's it for today. But we see all these beautiful... Uh, ideas, minhagim, that a person should do at, a, at the wedding, of course with lots of sod behind it, that Bilat Hashem had the ability and the schut to perform these, um, these, uh, these ideas that Rabbeinu mentions over here.